ready, you ready, ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another podcast from Husky Hefe. Oops, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to I Lost My Podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. My bad. Listen, I had some in my throat. Leave me alone. Now, if uh, are we rolling, we rolling right? Okay, making sure. So, if this is your first time, <laughs> stay on your side. <laughs> Listen, we not gonna start today. Okay, so if this is your first time listening to us again, welcome. We are I Lost My Podcast. I'm your girl Michi G. I am the author of this beautifully written book. I lost my mom. Now what? Memoir of a motherless daughter. Facts. Um, like Mr. What's, what was your name again? Um, I am your co-host, Husky Hefe, the Fat Fitness Model, mm-hmm. Jose Cortez. Don't forget Jutro. Not Jutro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bring it all back. I, it's no shame in my game to be who I am. If you don't understand a Jutro reference, just go back a, go couple, back a couple episodes. episodes. <laughs> you will find out. You will find out. But anyway, if this is your first time listening to us, um, like I said, I'm the author of a book, um, which I wrote about my experience losing my mother to breast cancer. Um, and so this podcast is a spin, I guess, uh, a spinoff of that. Um, here at this podcast, we not only talk talk about grief, um, but we talk about different things you might go through, um, certain things that might keep you from grieving, um, and just every uh what is it day-to-day things that we all struggle with um understanding if it's one thing to say if i may interject Mm -hmm. please do but um this is a podcast about understanding understanding on a deeper level not necessarily cellular i mean we may touch on it a little bit but understanding ourselves on a deeper level because i am a firm believer i don't know if you are a firm believer that Mm -hmm. um this that's what life is about life is about understanding that's why you have those trials and those tribulations so this podcast we embody all that and uh i can attest when when death happens that's when our eyes kind of our what is it the wool is pulled from over our eyes Mm -hmm. that that veil is gone and you start to realize like oh life is way deeper than just instagram and stunning superficial things superficial things yeah Mm -hmm. and we also have tough conversations that you know we don't have on a day-to-day basis i know for me this podcast is my personal therapy i pray that it's helping you but it's really to help me um because i do come from a i guess i don't know the word it was the background of where you know like most black families we don't talk about certain tough things we just sit with tough things and keep going and keep moving like nothing's happening so this is the podcast for those conversations and we're healing basically long story short we're healing over here so that's what we're gonna do welcome um we always start off every episode with uh checking in so a mental health check-in so I'll start with you, Husky Hefe. Let's start with you. I think I always go first. Do you not, always go first? It's not Probably. fair to me. It's not fair to it's you? It's not fair to me that I always go first. <laughs> okay. My bad. My so, bad. So we usually start this podcast, guys, with a mental health check-in. Mm-hmm. Take these times. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Michi G, mm-hmm. how would you say your mental health is for today, the week? Just talk to me. I feel weird saying that like my mental health is good because the last talking over here. Talk on your 
First of all, I can look at you. Don't do, <laughs> don't be acting up in front of company. Anyway, um, now I do kind of feel weird. So compared to our season one episodes, if you couldn't tell, if you hadn't listened to the those episodes, like I was really going through it when we first started recording, like literally first started going through. My mental health was not the best. Um, but here recently to fast forward, make it more present, my mental health has been amazing. And a part of me does feel weird for always saying it's like an eight or nine, but I've been pretty leveled out here recently. Um, I'll say an eight because we just got through eating dinner and low key it was, I'm trying to stay away from dairy y'all. And my body always lets me know when I'm not supposed to have something. So I'm kind of just witnessing my body break down all the dairy i just had so yeah so that's about it what about you husky heifer um yeah about her dairy thing guys um she pizza. mentioned she wanted what i did yeah, i know but, y'all. yeah we did but good anyway, earlier today how's my mental health back to me <laughs> uh my mental health i would say it's uh if i was to rank it i'd give it about a I'm always somewhere in that seven range. Seven? Okay. No, I'm really good. I'm going to say it's about, it's about a nine What today. makes you I question that it's a seven? I just say seven feels like a, it's that number. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, I'm probably about at a nine. When, I, when I'm like self-reflecting, looking back over stuff, eh, mm-hmm. it was, I was cool. I ain't let uh, certain situations uh, affect me too much. Mm-hmm. That that you that could have got to me, probably last week. So, I'm, I'm gonna say a nine. I'm gonna say okay. a nine, and I'm coming off a great weekend. So, yes, you know, yes, a, a very really grateful weekend. weekend. Yes, uh, yay. Okay. So, <clears throat> after our mindful check in, um, and hopefully you guys assess yourselves how you feel. Uh, sometimes we do already explore this thing, but we're going to keep it moving. You sit with that. Ask yourself, rate your day, your week, how you're feeling. Um, next, we always have mindful breathing and stretch. So everybody close your eyes. If you're driving, listen to us. Please don't close your eyes. But if you're watching us or listening to us and you're not doing anything where you can close your eyes, um, just go ahead and close your eyes and take a deep breath. Take a couple deep breaths. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. I try to blow over the mic. Yeah, my bad. One more time. Breathe in. And breathe out. Go ahead and stretch. We never, we never really have much room to stretch. <laughs> but Until we get our new facility for the podcast, yes. then we'll be know, able to do something. Like that's why y'all pose. gotta donate. That's why y'all <laughs> gotta make sure y'all donate to the I Lost My Podcast. You can find us on Venmo. You can mm-hmm. find us on Cash App. Mm-hmm. Uh, donate your donations. Help us and get PayPal? better equipment. Uh, PayPal, PayPal as well. Everything PayPal I lost well. my podcast. So I lost my podcast. Yeah. So we can get better equipment, better space, and mm-hmm. yeah, rent costs. So facts. So yeah, 
so hopefully you guys are all stretched out breathed breath breathed out is that a word uh, breathless correct me, correct me. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully you're more relaxed oxygenated hopefully your brain is oxygenated all of that all of that um because we want y'all to feel good when you listen and relax so hopefully we achieve that so we have an amazing topic another uh, one I, I feel like almost every topic is like i always say it's my favorite i my favorite topics are the tough conversations to have the things that the average person does not think about um so this is another this is another one of my favorites so today's episode if you haven't already been able to tell by the title we are talking about self-accountability self-accountability so um before i give the google definition what do you think that self-accountability what does it self mean to you self-accountability is the true definition of being selfish i don't think y'all get what i just said say that so run it back self-accountability is the true definition of being selfish or let's okay. say the positive definition of being selfish because okay. you have to know yourself to be accountable okay it might uh, i don't know if i'm even portraying this right but yeah, it's it's really just you taking ownership mm-hmm. of the ish that you do, mm-hmm. the the not just the positives but the negatives. So mm-hmm. that's what self accountability is: taking ownership of all things that you have a part in, mm-hmm. because you do have a part in every situation. And yeah, so yeah. What about you? What's your definition? <laughs> I was just going to say being accountable for self, okay? At the end of the day, all you have is yourself. Be accountable for you. Nobody is going to hold you to a certain standard but yourself. So, you know, I feel like nobody can keep it real with you but you. Keep it real with if yourself no sense. matter what. Period, yeah. Same self that said they love you, they'll set you up. Okay, this not that podcast, <laughs> but it can be. Okay, but no, um, yeah, I... Short and sweet, I think it's just being, taking, having complete accountability um, or like you said, ownership of yourself and what you do and what you say and, you know, things like that. So according to Google, of course, you know, we got to ask good old Googlers. We got our research department to pull up some information. Facts. So So what is self-accountability by definition? It is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. Hello. We hit the, what is it, nail on the, ha- wait, we hit yeah, the hammer yeah, on no. the nail. No, you hit the nail on the nail. The hammer nail. on the nail. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, so that's self-accountability. So we have a couple of examples um, for those. I mean, it, it's self-explanatory, but just in case you need some examples of self-accountability, I also got some of those too. Uh, one is taking time for self-reflection and intentionally learning from mistakes and shortcomings. So I think that intentional hit me different because um, I, I only say... I only say we don't do this as people enough self the self-reflection part of it um because it's so easy to me to oh, 
I hate the train that goes by y'all. Hopefully y'all can hear that. But it's so easy not to reflect on yourself and what you do and, and you know, just things that come with you. So I think that if you take the time to self-reflect and be intentional about, you know, learning from your mistakes and shortcomings and owning up to it, if that makes sense, you sleepy? <laughs> Um, and then we also have asking for help when you need it. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like pride plays a part in that, can play a part in that. Because um, a lot of people don't uh, ask for help when they need it. So, And then the last example is examining and taking ownership for your own role in creating the problem and or contributing to finding the solution even if the problem wasn't your fault. So what do you feel about those examples? Um, or can you think of any other examples or anything you want to add to that? Or Nah, this, I mean, they're pretty straight, straightforward and straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would pose the question, if you was to rank your self-accountability, let's go from prior to, how can I put this? Prior to your mom passing, mm-hmm. how was your self-accountability? Um, I'm going to be honest and transparent and say that I don't think I had too much self-accountability. And I say that because I, so many, so many different facets I could explain that. One, just I've always naturally been uh, or come off as more of a quiet person. And so a lot of people wouldn't look to me necessarily to be like, oh, well, Michi was wrong in this situation or that, because I camouflaged it certain things well. I just, um, I just, you know, everybody would always be like, oh, she's a nice girl. They would never pay me no attention, but I would always be like, okay, how do I say this? I would explain certain situations and I deep down inside would be like, okay, you're only telling one part of the story. You're not being accountable for yourself. But because I come off as quiet, nobody's going to check me and be like, you know, you in the wrong or whatever. Um, So, long story short, I don't think I had too much accountability. I couldn't keep it real with myself prior to uh, my mom's passing about for certain things. Um, But now, now that I've identified, like this podcast really helped me to, and Shadow Work, um, which is the episode, go back and listen to that. But it really helped me to identify whether people see me or not, or I'm vocal about certain things or not. It helps me to put myself in check and be like, okay, Michi, you are not right in this situation. You need to take accountability for that. Or you're talking negatively about somebody and like, oh, they're doing this wrong and that wrong and this wrong, but are you being too hard on them? What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? That's a big thing. I think we critique so much that it's like, okay, you critiquing, but a lot of times we project certain things of ourself, if that makes sense, on other people. So I think I think a big thing with self accountability on that critiquing um, mm-hmm. aspect. Before I let you leave it, is mm-hmm. that okay? Let's say you are critiquing somebody. Oh, so and so didn't do this, or uh, he ain't make his cheesecake like me. But are you doing your part? Mm-hmm. Are you? Are can you prove that you can do better? So yeah. that's the that's the biggest thing we're critiquing. Are you holding yourself accountable to to do better or even mm-hmm. try and show you really ain't showing them up because they can care less? Yeah. Or are you doing good to show yourself because it's your at this point, it's your ego trying to talk or, mm-hmm. or, or trying to mm-hmm. find a way to push through. So it's like, mm-hmm. are you going to tame your ego or are you just going to just, you know, be a just let it flow and be a beast and be evil? Like mm-hmm. so. You got to be self-accountable in that. Um, what about you? Um, 
I am great at self accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been like, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's applause. I give applaud and uh, congratulations or whatever. I give the credit to my mom. You tip your hat to your mom. Yeah, I tip my yeah. hat to my mom. Um, and some of the, yeah, to her. I'm sorry mm-hmm. because it wasn't too much. It wasn't too much faltering. It was like she she taught you not to lie. Have I lied? Hell yeah. <laughs> but in essence, she taught you, you know what I'm saying? You stand firm. You say what happened. Like I told the story of me throwing a rock. Like I couldn't lie. I had to mm-hmm. be accountable for my actions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could have been like, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Could have played it stone cold off. But I was like, mom, just going to go tell the truth. Mm-hmm. So I held myself. I've always been had that, that type of thing. So it was like she always taught me, put it into me or yeah instilled in me that if you do something you better be ready for the consequences or repercussions or you got to know that it's something else got to come so mm-hmm. you know like i always I, I tell the story of like okay you missed the bus well now what you got to do mm-hmm. that's on me i missed the bus i knew i should have got out of school and stopped playing you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. i feel like kicking with the homies or i feel like you know what I'm saying? Trying to be, you know, a little Mac Daddy. <laughs> nah, Mac Daddy. Nah, 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 nah. But uh, <laughs> nah, I always feel like I've been great at self accountability. That's uh, dope. But also, do you think because you're the only boy in your family compared to like with three sisters, do you feel like that plays a role in or? Boy, I'll, I'm going to tell you, she ain't taking light on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my sisters, they got into some. <laughs> Look, my mama ain't scared to crack. She wasn't scared to crack that whip mm-hmm. on her children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that being said, they they got a little more leeway. Like mm-hmm. I, I I always I couldn't transfer schools. Mm-hmm. My sisters, eh, they try this school, mm-hmm. that school. Mm-hmm. I couldn't transfer. My mama was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I couldn't bring a C home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She like, uh-uh, nope, back to the drawing board. You need to get it together. It was always Josh, get it together. But she pushed me a lot harder and mm-hmm. made me be more accountable for my actions. Uh, she, I mean, my sisters got it too. Mm-hmm. It's just girls versus girls. <laughs> Even, like, a lot even, of girls. Yeah, like eventually <laughs> the the alpha woman has the flunt or be free and all my sisters are like strong willed and mm-hmm. uh gangster <laughs> not <Nah>. gangster <laughs> but yeah so okay it was hard on me well yeah, i took heed a little bit more yeah but i mean again i feel like we also shout out your mother on almost every episode because now she did a darn good job though you know so kudos to to my deuce um also, so some things that are not examples of self-accountability. Um, one is ignoring a problem rather than recognizing it. I feel like I've done that um, in the past. Um, denying a problem exists, uh, hoping it'll go away. I think that was kind of, well, the end of that was the rock situation. <laughs> you was like, oh, maybe if it didn't, maybe if I just take a nap, maybe it'll go uh, away. Yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I thought if I just go to bed, this is all a dream. Man. And then the last one is finding a scapegoat. You want to elaborate on finding a scapegoat? Uh, With not uh, being accountable? So is it like um, 
just trying to find an excuse as to why you did it or yeah. like like yeah, oh this definitely. person okay cool most cool, definitely cool, 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 gotcha. no not necessarily a reason but it's the so the goat is a physical thing or mm-hmm. you putting it to okay it's it's three of us it's mm-hmm. the it's the throw the rock and hide your hand analogy Okay. So I throw the rock. I broke the glass window, but my cousin, me and my cousin Coria, we got in a lot of bull crap. We got in trouble. Okay, so we used to be um, pyros. Like so, we was like pyromaniacs. Oh, I'm not pyro. My bad. So <laughs> we 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 found we found a lighter, and we trying to. Light the lighter. We trying to smoke Catching cigarettes. everything on fire. We, we, we stupid. <laughs> so we in the backyard. And, and like, so both of us, we playing with fire, right? But I can say that's my soldier because when we got caught, it wasn't no, man, he did it or he did it. It was like, was like nah, we did it. We, we was accountable. But in that instance, I could have been like, man, nah, they were, they were, they were courier. Mm-hmm. That's finding the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Finding an excuse to be like it wasn't me. He mm-hmm. had me or she had me doing this. She made this. me do it or this yeah. made me do it. Well, yeah. And I always I always attribute it to something like physical, like a, a person, but it can be it can be either substances, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it can be it can be substances to the point where okay, I didn't I don't remember because I blacked out after I, mm-hmm. I drank the liquor. So now you blaming the Instead liquor. Instead of saying, my bad, I drunk the liquor. Um, that's me. That's that's my bad. That's I own me. up to that. Owning up to things, yeah. yeah. So it's, nah, I was a... Uh, oh, it didn't, I'm sorry. Well, it'll start making... So it, it'll be, um, it'll be something like, oh, I got on my level, you know, mm-hmm. and I ain't know what happened. Like, no, bro, you got to realize that you chose to get on your level so even on your level you have to live with that like i think um i heard some i don't know i don't know nothing about the case but it was this thing i saw on the internet and this lady story comes out she blows through this light oh yeah and runs over all these people and kill people and the speed she was going if you ever saw the video she was a nurse and she was the, the story is that she was a nurse she was upset because of boyfriend boyfriend yeah. don't know how true it is but if that is the case she has to sit you can't blame your emotions or because you've been drinking or yeah because the boyfriend cheated yeah. so or. her scapegoat if she was to do it she oh uh, it's his fault Mm-hmm. Nah, that's your nah, fault. You got in that car and you got behind the wheel inebriated or like under the influence, and you just was like, I don't care about nothing to no one. And now you messed up. Like, so it's like, don't people. try to, that right there, don't try to scapegoat out of it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's you. You did that. Ooh, so that, that makes me think about the, and I think, so we were going to talk about like our personal issues with like self accountability or experiences with accountability, but it kind of made me think about like how not taking accountability can really mess up your life like what would the world like think about it for a second with all the problems going on in the world and even like reality shows when we see like the drama and stuff how much better would the world be if people just took accountable for what they did yes i said this but let me explain why or this wasn't my intention let's clearly communicate like how much how better would the world be 
it would be great and let me take a time to say kanye west mm-hmm. if you ever see this <laughs> and he will let me go ahead we might have to go ahead and tag you manifest he kanye will. west we're going to tag you in this he showed us an example of self-accountability by saying taking it on the chin and saying sway was right Mm-hmm. Oh, recently, yeah. Recently, you ain't got the answer, Sway. The the craziness, <laughs> craziness that he did, the the uh, ego trip, and mm-hmm. you know he still circled back, and that 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 goes to speak to him. I know y'all don't it's like extra that come says. with it. We understand. We, we understand that aspect. But of it's it. like you got to understand, like that's a true example on uh, self accountability. Yeah, that's a true example on the Hollywood stage because a lot of people. You know, pay attention to the celebrityism and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff, but that's a true testament to somebody taking being accountable for mm-hmm. their actions. And yeah, throw throw make those way a couple mil, man. Here Facts. Facts. You got it clearly. Um, but I so I want to think. I guess account self accountability. What comes to mind with that is like relationships. So I'm wondering, I can only go off my relationship because I'm actually in it um, or like a few other people's relationships that I just hear or like my own parents' relationships, what I grew up seeing. Um, If I had to assess, well, if the relationship isn't mine personal, I'm not going to give my opinion on it. But ours, I can say for ours, specifically for this last year or two, like I'm proud of both of us because we really have been taking accountability. I was gonna talk about the couple episodes. It might have been the. It wasn't the last episode, but I think it was the one before. We kind of talked about like a disagreement we had in Atlanta, um, where we were going to like the botanical gardens, but it's like we kind of wanted to go, but we kind of didn't, and <clears throat> we kind of both got attitudes because nobody could like come up with something. With like, yes, nobody really stepped up and took charge and was like, yes, we're going or no, we're not. We just were kind of like, speak up, speak up, speak up. And so we got mad and let him have his space. He walked a little bit ahead of me. I walked a little bit behind. And eventually we both were like, all right, let's sit down and have a conversation. We literally sat on a stone literally brick wall and was like, hold <laughs> sat on. to the side and had a conversation. And it wasn't, we did not yell at each other. We did not say, you wrong for da 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 we weren't using the scapegoat. Well, not really, um, but we clearly communicated we talked, yeah, we talked it out. that, you know, basically the reason was in our separate lives, we're in certain positions throughout our lives where we're forced to make decisions for other people. And we just both, because we know how strong we each other are, we just wanted the other to just like take control because you know we just both basically wanted a break from having to make decisions having to be that person um but i think i think about that conversation often because it's so easy for that to have been an argument because i clearly communicated hey i'm having to step up at this area in my life this area in my life and this area in my life and when nobody else can make a decision i make the decisions I don't want to make the decisions. You could have been like, well, I also, da, 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 and it could have been a back and forth, but it's like, no, acknowledge what I said and you say what you say, and I acknowledge what you said. Yeah. We both take accountability and talk it out. No ego, no nothing. Like, I, I understand where you're coming from. And I think a uh, big thing to say, too, in that self-accountability uh, realm that we was in, we was in the trends, but you have to apologize. 
for you sure. You have to apologize and you have to recognize, or is it recognize? You have to acknowledge. Let it be known your your part in the confusion. Yes. So Own my, up to it. I think my conversation more like, look, I apologize because. I was under the impression that this and I was wrong and I shouldn't have did that. Mm. Like, that's a big thing. So, um, you have to, I read the book master of self and you have mm. to know yourself. You mm. have to not beat yourself up. You have to not lash out. You have to come really back in. And if you did go to that point, then guess what? You got to really back in by saying, Man, I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have did that. Mm. And I think that's what we experienced that day. And it was, it was beautiful. Mm. Like, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm as chill as calm. Mm. I mean, I'm going to crack jokes. Like, sometimes too often she tell me, boy, <laughs> you play time. all day. <laughs> but uh, but that's I how I like though. to keep it. I like to keep it, you know what I'm saying, happy, chill. So Ooh, I got another example. Uh, we don't we don't have, well, we don't have arguments. We have disagreements here and there. I can probably count on one hand how many disagreements we've had. Another one I thought about where I didn't take accountability um the time i left we're gonna be transparent on this i forgot i don't even remember what the yeah, disagreement was. i know what it was so you want me to tell folks what was it wait oh yes 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 okay you can tell so all right y'all so here it is man um my wife isn't big on jewelry it's i just, can't keep up with it that's just not her forte and i'm trying to teach her the lessons so i like watches i do like watches and i'm trying to teach her the lessons of you know why do you need a watch um mm -hmm. not an apple watch but why do you need an actual a, watch actual watch so <clears throat> and me trying to teach her and stuff i'm like okay i'm gonna buy you a nice watch and i go and get this nice watch and spend my money and i'm like this is yours and put it on the wrist it's beautiful you bought and, me and your mom like matching yeah so yeah, yeah that was the thing so i bought both of my ladies my main ladies watches mm -hmm. at the time so i'm like it's special uh, it was around mother's day so it was mom's mother's day and i was like yours is you know mother yet but uh mm -hmm. so i was like yo this means something and i'm like i'm trying to teach her something so she goes to work anyway let me let me not go on my rant but she goes to work anyway and she's like oh i'm hustling bustling and she's like I left my watch. So she goes and checks for it. And guess what, guys? It's gone. So let me explain my side. So I had wore the watch to work uh, quite a few times, actually. That was maybe the maybe sixth time. It was I wore it to work quite a few times. But that was the first time I was so unusually busy at work that my wrist got sweaty. And I was like, oh, let me just take it off and put it in front of me on my desk. Well, I was moving so fast that I don't know if I left it. And forgot to, I definitely didn't put it back on, I don't think. Um, but when I came back the next day, I was like, oh, shoot, where's my watch? And I think, long story short, I think somebody took it. Um, and I tried all I could do. I reached out to security. I tried to see if they had, like, cameras on the floor. And so I'm communicating to him. But also, at the same time, he was having a rough day at work and kind of didn't want to hear that. That was like icing on the cake. Um, but at the same time, I'm already beating myself up about this. So, yeah, so I was already like, like, how could you lose this? And like, and on top of that, it was sentimental to me because he did buy it like me and his mom matching 
you know it was sentimental to me i didn't want him to think like oh i'm just being careless and da, da, da. like i was really messed up about it so when i got home i'm already like in a bad mood i'm already crying because you know like i didn't try to do that on purpose i just was moving so fast um but then he came home and i kind of wouldn't didn't want to talk he kind of wanted to talk about it and i didn't necessarily like though he wasn't being rude or nothing he was calmly explaining his point or where he was coming from and i took offense to it he didn't yell at me he didn't it wasn't his tone it's just the fact that i had beaten myself up about it and i didn't know how to explain to him how hurt i personally was. like i understand you're hurt because you spent the money but I wanted you to know how hurt I was. And I don't know, I just, I didn't grow up learning about communication. My my communication style was just to run away. Like, it was just, so that's what I did. I left the house, I didn't say nothing to him. I left the house and I just rode around. And I, yeah, long story short. And so eventually I came home and we had a conversation and he was like, that's not how we, do things like don't just leave the house anything could have happened and yeah we just had a conversation and like so, cleared so it up to what what she says don't to the women or to the men out there if y'all going through a situation and y'all so upset and you just have to leave i would rather you walk mm-hmm. than to get in the car upset like we just talked about in the situation of F, if that was true, it was mm-hmm. mad at the But in that situation of the nurse, I would rather you walk and just yeah. cool off than to get in your car and go somewhere. And it's dark. And if it's dark, yeah, it was dark. You might as well just go. And it was rainy too. Yeah, so you might as well just. So yeah. nevertheless, my tone was, and just so you know, that day of, well, she knows, but the day of, it was, it was a rough day for me at work. I had been standing and walking and it was crazy and I was like okay it was kind of like icing but I was getting over it I was getting I was like you could have just waited so I told her like if it's some bad news on that instance like if it ain't nothing detrimental to your health you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it can wait till I get home Mm -hmm. because I can handle it better at home not if I'm already out now it was that day it was like wham I'm just like it was the last straw but i wasn't i just wanted you to hear me tell you like it's okay but this is why it's sentimental and this is why and all you had to do i apologize but but i think for me i eventually eventually i got to a point where i was like i own up i apologize for leaving and not staying and having a conversation but i think for me i was so hurt and i feel like you didn't know how hurt i was and I didn't know how to communicate that properly. So, um, because I didn't grow up communicating properly, I don't know, for me, it was like my my way of figuring it out. Just leave and let it process by yourself instead of staying like here and then there's tension and like, do you talk first? Do I talk first? It was just typical couple stuff. But eventually we came back, I apologized. We both apologized and we moved forward. Well, she thought she was gonna text me, y'all, and try and get me together, but I was like, "No, ma'am, Pam. <laughs> no, ma'am, Pam. I don't play that. Look, I'm, I mean, if I, if I got a problem with you, I'd rather bring it to the dough to your face. I don't want to play the text again. See, I'm, I'm learning that though, yeah. because and, oh, this is a bigger conversation, which 
we it'll be a part two i guess to this but ego and as much as this conversation is about self-accountability ego is a big thing because i'm not gonna lie it was more so ego for me because initially everybody we're all human everybody's natural reaction is to not blame myself or even though we know we in the wrong we don't want to admit that we're wrong so we lash out or yell or we walk out or and it's like no just admit you're wrong Mm -hmm. but our ego won't let us like no we gotta go through this motion first before we can come to it so i think for me um that's what that was just i had to check my ego a little bit um so here's a question let's mm -hmm. let's pivot a little bit self-accountability is still the topic what's an area or excuse me can you give i mean okay i just started so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to i'm trying to kind of like say what's an area in life where you know you've just Mm self-accountability you fail but you get you may have gotten better over time i can speak for myself in the in like working out Mm -hmm. and um eating right uh before like the last few years or so man my self-accountability was trash or was Mm -hmm. trash uh i wouldn't i'd be like forget it or stop doing it like is it an area in your life where you was like uh self-accountability you just like yeah um yes so i'll say i'm an amazing like planner like ever since i was younger i could plan out my workouts i'm gonna work out i'm gonna do um i'm gonna do like i don't know 10 sit-ups and 20 push-ups and this and i would make literally draw a calendar and like plan all this stuff out and i would never execute and like so to today's time granted we're doing way better now um but i'm good at making goals and not living up to it and like procrastinating um and not being accountable for like hey no you're bsing like you know you're supposed to do like so an example currently i have two books i'm reading and i have to i've been reading one since july and another about a month now but i was like i'm not going into october reading these two books like they both got to be done and i'm almost there but so i told him if i have any downtime and you see me on my phone get on my head like no why are you not reading like hold me accountable but i also need to hold myself accountable and do that which i've been doing a lot better um so i'll say I guess I'm getting better with actually planning and executing. Now, could I be better at a lot of those things? Yes, but I, I, I caught am. Her lacking. I caught her lacking. He I was did. like, hey, ain't you supposed to be on that? Look, on my lunch, it was on my second break at work because he was working in here. And so I was like, oh, I can chill. It's only 15 minutes. So, but yeah. anyway, she retailed. That's 15 minutes she I could have asked me to hold her accountable, <laughs> which is fine. But she gonna throw a little too. Y- y'all ain't seen it. So, y'all don't understand. Sometimes I genuinely don't be having an attitude. You do take it as attitude. I'll be like, cause I do check myself with attitude too. So if he tells me certain stuff, I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'll say it like that. But I'm, in my head, I'm really like, no, no, okay. Like, yes, he's right. But my ego is trying to jump out and give real attitude, but I'm not giving real attitude. I need a hat because that's all cap. Boy, nah, he I, really so thinks listen, like. Listen, listen, listen. I listen. promise. If, she tell, if she's telling me to hold her accountable <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm finna hold you accountable. But I, 
I got a thing when people smack their lips like. But it's a habit. But nah, that's a habit. Like, all right, so I guess from where I'm raised, uh-huh. moms was like, you saying, hey, tell me do something right now. You tell me do something. Go take out the trash. <laughs> you see what I mean? So look, she said, go take out the trash and not go. That ain't no. For me, that's how I process. I'd be like, oh, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. It's too close to me. But anyway, that's sometimes that's how I process. I'd be like, okay. No, it's or not okay. It's it's either. So oh. let okay, okay. On, if that's how, let me say this. If that's how you feel, I apologize. And I will continue to work on my responses. I'll try not to No, like seriously, it's a habit for me to smack my lips. Cause I did used to give attitude like to my mama or like my dad whenever they would ask me to do stuff. So it's a natural response. But I I own up to it. I apologize. Moving forward outside of the podcast, I will try not to smack my lips and try not to give attitude. But I feel like if I don't, if you tell me to do something. Hey, can you go put those clothes in the washer foot? Okay. <laughs> Is that attitude? Are you hold on, are you practicing like a good response? Yeah. That's how you I feel eat? like I feel like I respond that way sometimes. But okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So because I know like okay, sometimes I do give attitude. I'll be trying to like okay, don't respond in a way that's going to come off like sarcastic or attitudinal to him. So it may come off that way because I'm like trying to like respond the right way, but it sounds sarcastic if that makes sense. But like I prom long story short, I promise I don't be trying to give an attitude, but he'll spark it up and be like, uh-uh, you give an attitude. And I'm like, I'm not, I promise. And I'm not, I don't be, hold on. I'm not, I don't be saying you give an attitude. Like you making me sound like I'm Ike Turner or something. <laughs> But uh, I know. <laughs> anime, anime bullet. You kick anime. But uh, <laughs> nah, I just be like, dang, I, I'm calm. I just, Sometimes. I know how to calmly put your ass in your place. <laughs> Not just you, but anybody watching this. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do it calm, like. Mm. That's okay. I do feel like that though. Like all jokes aside, I feel like sometimes I can tell when I'm finna give attitude outside of you too. Like when I'm, when it's probably gonna come off like I'm having an attitude about responding to somebody and so i try to like clean it up and be like oh okay but like to me that feels sarcastic if i'm just like oh okay like so do you feel like self-accountability what's the benefits is it a benefit to it mm-hmm. is it a benefit can you be overly self-accountable can it be um yes i don't think you should be like a yes man so if you're like telling me if you're telling me, hey, you messed up here, there, 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 like sometimes, depending on, I guess it's situational, mm-hmm. you're not going to always mess up at a lot of stuff. Um, so it's just subjective. But I think as long as you're aware of your own intentions and what you meant to do and what you didn't mean to do, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it. So I kind of I bring that up because um, a lot of times... A lot of times we do try to be self-accountable, but we end up apologizing. Mm-hmm. And you get into this apologizing phase, especially in 
some some places like the workplace and it'd be like like you said mm. oh this and you're like i'm sorry my bad my apologies but did you mean it or then, did you really yeah and it's like in some instances it's probably not even your fault yeah but you're apologizing for situations so it's like watch mm. really take a step back before you start you know what i'm saying reacting and acting on situations because mm -hmm. you don't want to make that self-accountability turn into like you said people pleasing or mm -hmm. butt kissing or you know what i'm saying because now i feel like that can you always feeling I, i'm in that apologetic you're in that fun yeah, state if you yeah appeasing yes. how we talked about so if you always doing that then eventually you you becomes like oh i'm pitiful like i'm a yeah. fine i'm just yeah. i have to be yeah yeah I'm not gonna lie, you you always say work, and I'll be like, yes, I agree with that, cause like sometimes at work, like certain emails and people email me certain things, and I'm like, okay, let me check old emails just to make sure I did what I was supposed to do. And sometimes it is like, yeah, I did do what I was supposed to do, but because they brought it to me the way they brought it to me, or they're higher up, so I'll be like, it's my natural reaction to be like, oh, sorry about that, um, but per this email, da 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 da, whatever. I don't know. Sometimes it's something I'm still working on, but the workplace, yeah, it that mm, that's another topic. Yeah, like, so it's like in those the workplace is separate because that's your e money maker. Right. So in those emails, you kind of gotta, I just say, kind of be mindful. Mm -hmm. um, and to people receiving emails, know that not everything is coming off as aggression mm -hmm. or what you call. Just get clarity before you start doing all that apologizing because. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It starts to uh, work against your... I'm just speaking from experience. So I've been in a situation where it's like, okay, I got to send this and do this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, ah, sorry, my bad, my bad. But then now it starts to beat against your confidence of knowing your job. Because mm -hmm. now you're feeling like mistake, mistake, mistake. And now your day is dwindling because now you're, you've been overly self-accountable or self-critical. Yeah. Now it's came to... it's Now that self-accountability has become destructive to you so you got to be like whoa mm -hmm. let me look at these situations not everything is a problem from me mm -hmm. like if some somebody may just be saying hey did you email so-and-so you don't have to say oh my bad no you say on it right now mm -hmm. it is what it is yeah i will say self self-accountability um does make me check myself all the time it makes me probably too aware of myself Cause like even at work when if i have to send emails to like co-workers oh you did this wrong or you did that wrong or make sure next time this happens like sometimes i'm always like is my tone right like am i and i and i try to either like hey i'm sorry i didn't mean to hopefully that didn't come off that way or you know i just i'm always in my head about it but i don't know i always want to create a long story short i always want to create a, a space where like you can come to me and tell me, hey, this came off the wrong way. And I don't want to get defensive and like, no, I didn't, you know, I want to be like, okay, I, I apologize. Um, case in point, I was going to say another example um, in my friend group years ago, we had a friend that like felt left out of something. And back then we like didn't get it because we were like, yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? Like we're naturally together. It's not like we plan these events, whatever, whatever um and i think about when we talk about self-accountability i think about that whole situation which i won't go into too much detail but um i think about that situation often because like we didn't really get her point um but it's like you know i can't tell a person how to feel if if i hurt them or if 
something we did hurt them, all I can do is say, I didn't intentionally mean to do that and I apologize. So, you know, whether it's your friend group, your marriage, your relationship, like, just make sure your people straight, man. Like, don't be too had, big to, to apologize yeah, and take accountability. I had a couple situa- situations I'm going to talk on, touch on, um, <laughs> where I just had to, I had to, like, step back and be like, oh, man. Oh, man, Josh, what what was you thinking? And it was, uh, mm. I was in Dallas kicking it, kicking mm. it with my boys. And uh, we had, we had had uh, some drinks and, mm. and stuff like that. And... Somebody wanted to drive and probably want the best decision, but I was in. Sometimes I'm at. I get at fault for being playful, Josh. Uh, I was like, "Come on, bro, let's go." And uh, let's just say he was not in the best position to be driving, and mm. you know we made it safe, but it was a little rocky. And you know I had my other homeboys who kind of was like they was pissed, mm-hmm. and I could just tell like they them them they was upset. And, you know, like I said, I was playing. So after I calmed down and looked at the situation, when they came back, I'm talking about they pissed. And, you know, so I'm like, I pulled them to the side. I said, hey, bro, this is my bad, bro. Mm-hmm. And you got to be like that because I was like, I egged on the situation. And that situation could have ended badly with one bad turn. You know what I'm saying? One mm-hmm. flick of the wrist on the steering. So it's like you have to step up and you have to in certain situations you have to be that person to be like okay i'm gonna put it on the line like this this is me being god body mm-hmm. okay so, god body uh and then it was another situation uh work or work instance and my boy at the time we, we felt like it was well i felt like i wasn't wrong he felt like he wasn't wrong but you know we hashed it out right then and there Mm-hmm. You know, bless you. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but we hashed it out right then and there because I was like, look, uh, first and foremost, I don't want money to come between. If I consider you a friend, money should never come between me and you as a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you feel like I did you wrong, I apologize for you feeling that way. <laughs> but I apologize for my part in it. But also, let me tell you my end and even with me telling him my end he Mm kind of he was kind of like oh okay now i understand Mm -hmm. so you know what i'm saying you have to on both parties again if both parties if it's like an instance like that if both of y'all are holding each other accountable then it's gonna be beautiful and it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you in the long run Mm -hmm. like i ain't want that friendship to be damaged and that's still my boy to this day so you know Mm -hmm. um yeah, 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 yeah. I guess with self-accountability, um, I guess some of the last closing out arguments. Well, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to close it yet. Oh, we ain't got closing now. Bring it okay, in. Okay, so look. <laughs> after, after the situation, losing losing your mom, mm-hmm. and uh, do you feel like, do you feel like your self-accountability took another hit? If that makes sense, do you give it what, what you to mean? Say? So, okay, here's an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a previous podcast, we did an interview with uh, our friend and artist Quiz Cantrell. Mm-hmm. Quiz. He stated that he, after the situation with his brother, dad, he started to 
kind of lean on substances and mm-hmm. but he was like I also I wasn't available mm-hmm. so you know what I'm saying he wasn't showing up which mm-hmm. is self accountability like in situations you have to show up mm-hmm. do you feel like you took a hit yours took a hit like did you pull back like no it ain't gotta be me or I ain't gotta do it because I'm hurting right now uh yeah yeah uh mine more so came maybe that's not what you're talking about but but mine was more so like isolation like um just not wanting to be bothered and i and i guess i could have spoken up and told like friends and family how i was feeling and what i was going through um so maybe that's that self-accountability aspect but but also i feel like it's a part of grief like i just was going through a lot and i didn't know how to explain it at the time but now that i think that i'm which the grieving process is ongoing so even though i'm feeling better now you know i could very much eventually go back into isolation stays where i don't want to be around people but um i forgot i was going with this but yeah i think i I take accountability for so i bring that up I kind of bring that up just so I can get into this um, mm-hmm. to the people listening. It's 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 tough. It's tough. This statement is tough. The world goes on, yeah. right? Yeah. The world goes on, and we know you hurt. This other statement is go through it, go through that hurt, mm-hmm. but the world goes on. Mm-hmm. The person that you lost or that situation that was traumatic, you have to hold yourself accountable to get out that rut. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm, I was trying to lean to to see if you felt like, mm-hmm. okay, you was like, okay, now I'm not going to do this just because, you know what I'm saying, mom's is gone. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do this because I lost my homeboy. I just got to, it's like, I have to say to anybody listening, Let's get up out that rut. We have yeah. to hold ourselves accountable to do the things that they will want you to do. Because I'm going to tell you, the realest thing, I know you hurt and you miss that person. And you know what I'm saying? Those situations hurt. But that person, in in the case of death, that person would not want you to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like hold yourself accountable to get up, to get back to it. I will say, okay, now that you said that, um, with the grieving process, it is... I won't say it's easy for us to say, you know, hey, we just lost somebody we love. So this is why I'm feeling this way. This is why I'm reacting this way. I feel like, yes, you're going to feel a certain way um, because you lost your loved one. But don't use it as an excuse to, like, hurt people that you love or, uh, well, because I, I, I lost my mom. Now I'm lashing out on you for no reason. And it's like... Yeah. It's like you don't deserve that and you're trying to be my support and be there for me so um i think even in the grieving process like and it it does take a bigger person to really tap in i won't even say it takes a bigger person it just takes a person that's aware of themselves and wants to genuinely become a better person to like be accountable and admit when like hey i'm going through something right now I didn't mean to say that that way to you. I genuinely apologize. I am so sorry. And and don't keep doing that and keep apologizing and keep doing that and keep apologizing. Like, because now you're wearing down the trust of the person that's trying to be there for you. Um, I 
can say I don't think I did that as bad, but because well, also I write a lot in my journal and stuff, so more so I would vent to that than lash out, hopefully. But um, but yeah, don't please don't do that, y'all. If you're grieving. Yeah. So to that brother Quiz Cantrell that did happen to bring up that um, that kind of not it's, it sat with me too because like you could just tell a lot of people do that though when they grieve. It, I it's deep for him to even know that. Mm-hmm. Now, not saying is it it's still a work and it's still a you know what i'm saying you have to work towards it so nobody's gonna be perfect mm-hmm. even after understanding that but you have to work you have yeah, to work do towards work. doing the right things yeah uh but yeah man i was gonna even talk about self-accountability so as kids which we're thankful for like i don't even say which family members but certain family members that you witness them doing certain things and you know now that we're older and we try to have conversations with them and it's like you want self-accountability for that person Mm -hmm. you just want that person to be like hey i admit to x y and z i take accountability i know i'm not perfect but i at least acknowledge it like at least take accountability for that i'm not gonna lie i struggle with that because it's like, I'm willing to take accountability for whatever I've done. Why can't you do it? But then it's so many reasons why. I just want to be transparent and say that is a frustration for me. Other people not taking accountability. I'm going to say... Um, Especially older people. So our older generation... We love y'all, but y'all we, be stuck we, in y'all way. Oh my God. We 90s babies. So to y'all folks, <laughs> man, uh, y'all 70s, 60s. 50s <laughs> y'all boys need to look in these mirrors like y'all ain't perfect and it's okay to not be perfect it's a, and it's There's okay no to admit as, that oh my god like you can you being self-accountable can change the trajectory of somebody's life instantly because you don't know who you've hurt mm-hmm. if somebody around you don't want to be around you stop them and talk like what what did i do and if they tell you and you can recall that you know even if you can't be that person to be like i apologize i understand my role in this mm-hmm. i didn't intend to hurt you mm-hmm. like bro you can to to daddies and daughters that's that's deep life-changing you know to, to, mothers, sons, and sons, to mothers and sons and sometimes to sons daddies. to sons man like look <laughs> it's it's real out here we gotta keep it real we gotta like I did a, I did the poem and I said I don't know if the real ever come back. Mm-hmm. Like we need it back, and mm-hmm. that's it's so simple, it's so simple. But we making it so complicated because everybody, that ego, that ego. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I can't wait till we talk about that. Man, that ego. Everybody's so tough. You can whoop the world. You the baddest mother in the land. Man, can't nobody touch you with a twelve foot pole, dog. Mm-hmm. Stop. I think my hope for moving forward is <laughs> my hope moving forward is to bridge the gap of communication and self-accountability between generations because you have I'll just say our parents generation and our grandparents generation if you still have your grandparents where they were raised on survival and we were kind of raised up from them on survival but we are a generation that's a little more privileged and have the luxury of having the internet to be our therapists and our counselors and to explain all this trauma that our parents and our grandparents experienced and why we react certain ways and 
Like we we can better assess ourselves. And I think that a frustration for me, I'm gonna speak for our generation, is that we just wanna help our parents. Like some of some of our parents have really instilled certain trauma and we know it's not intentional. We know that our parents, a lot of them did the best they could with what they had. So are all of our parents perfect? No, um, but they did the best they could do. And we as our generation, we don't want to be like, you did this and you did that. And you, we just want to have communication to heal. Yeah. That's it. It's not a thing of saying you were wrong. You did this. This is how you hurt me. Da, 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 da. It's for us. It may be like, hey, we grew up seeing you do some stuff. Now that we are aware of all these like past town traumas and like different stuff we just want to help bridge this gap we want to help you because we want to see our parents and our aunts and uncles and whoever our older generation we want to see y'all get healed because we know y'all been through traumas right. like i look at my grandma all the time and she's she's starting to like open up a, a little bit more about certain things growing up but i'm like my god like i just want to heal my grandmother like i just want to like we, I sat with my aunt and my grandmother and talked about anxiety and certain things that, you know, maybe have happened to them in their past and I won't go into, but it was just like, oh my God, like I just want healing for them. And like to explain more of like what anxiety and just certain other issues is, are, is, yeah. And we can get to it, but I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna have to box that ego. We gotta box it. We the gotta, biggest thing. We gotta kick his ass. I'm gonna tell you right here, right here, right now. I feel like, and you, I mean, you're female, but mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I feel like the male ego is that's the some <clears throat> boy. Older male ego. Oh my god. When it's festered, that male ego, gentlemen, brothers, we pops, grandpa. It's gonna be the death of y'all. Pride. Hey bro, you gotta put that pride, that ego to the side. You gotta understand, like, bro. We all got a role. They always try to say, the woman nurtures, man. We all got to nurture, bro. We all got energies that we got to give. We got to give mutual respect to. So we got to nurture too. And we got to, we can do that by putting that ego to the side. And you know what I'm saying? If a, if a little boy fall, sometimes it's good to console him just the same you would do as a girl. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's okay to tell them, yo, child, I'm sorry. I messed up. I didn't give you this big. gift. Like, hey, apologize man. to your kids. Like, take it a step Start further. There. Take it a step further. Ask your kids: Is there anything that I've done that upset you, hurt you, or made you made you disappointed in me? If I said that right. Like, fathers, mothers, ask your kids that question. Yellow. And really, like, and I'm not gonna lie. So I'm gonna say an example. I got a little baby cousin. He's like. How old is the middle one? Six. 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 So, <laughs> like, we were at a Sunday dinner with my grandma, and I think we were talking about, like, planting a tree or something. And, and I don't know, we were talking about planting a lemon tree. And we were like, you know, little cousin, you know how to plant a tree or something? And he was like, yes, I do. And you plant it this way and that way and da-da-da-da. And he actually said the right answer, but I was like, Eli, like, uh, well, I said his name, child. Well, I was like, you know, you don't know, you don't, like, I tried to, it's like a natural response to be like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And then I was like, that's how our parents do us. Like, sometimes just because they're children, 
you know, they might know a little something. He actually knew what he was talking about. And I had to step up and be like, nah. He did. And then I was like, nah. wait a minute. I actually heard him. Like, I was like, nah, look, I know what he talking about. He actually about. know for a six-year-old like, knows he what he's talking about. Sprout the seed and everything. And I'm like. Mm, I'm like, I didn't even know that. But, to, but that moment put into perspective for me, like, that's how our older folks do us because they saw us as little babies. And they think like, oh, well, they didn't know nothing. And we've seen them grow and grown now. But in your eyes, you're still that little kid that it's like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Most of the time, the fifth graders always win. You know why? Because they have more resources and they have more knowledge that's more recent. And it's like and we we don't have that recent back, knowledge. Back in the day, over the time, you trying to tell your mama or your dad like, hey, this is this and they like boy or girl shut up you don't know what you, you and it's like bro nothing. that that hurts a person right there Man. that right there especially yes. and you spoke about it in our last part or trauma responses and you like sometimes it's the tone it's your tone it's not how you it's not it's not what you say it's how you say mm-hmm. like if you tell me are you sure that you know that and why then mm-hmm. you're making that child kind of think and be okay. Well, I can explain why. Mm-hmm. But if you just tell them, "Shut up," you don't know. You don't know what. And you too young to understand. Yeah, you too like, young to understand what you talking about. Now that's a whole different realm of oh. them. Now they're getting shut down and shut off. Now I they don't triggered. To, yeah. Now they don't know how to communicate in the future. All because you didn't take the moment and the time to say, "Dang, hold on, let me sit and listen." Or then if you found if you sat and replayed it you never you never took that time to say my bad my bad little josh um you were saying what again oh like you gotta apologize bro Mm -hmm. and i like what you said to the mamas to the daddies it's time it's time like i'm so serious parents ask your children i don't care if you got kids that are in middle school kindergarten or kids that are grown in their 20s and 30s. Ask your child, is there anything I've ever done to upset you, to hurt you, to make you disappointed in me? And really be open, don't be defensive. Like, really have that conversation. Do you know that hard conversations will save a family? It don't matter if it's black, white, Puerto Rican, whatever. It will save a family. Like too often we walk around with like stuff because oh we can't talk about it or it's uncomfortable or or either let's say you do have that conversation and your child tells you, Well, you did this to me when I was younger or you said this to me when I was younger and that stuck with me. I have this issue now because of that. Are you ready to hear that? And even if you're ready to hear that, are you ready to take accountability and say, I did not intend to uh, make you feel that way at all. I love you, and I apologize. And to that person receiving, it's that simple. To that person receiving, it. receiving that information, you have to live with it too. You gotta let that hurt go too. Let so it go. That's another thing. You have to be ready to let that hurt go too. And it's not to hold. I think in my in my eyes, I don't know because I'm I'm trying. I don't really hold grudges to my knowledge, but. Um, I feel like older people think that we're gonna hang it over their heads or like yeah. always bring it up like you did well you did this and you did and and that may be the case for some people um kids on the receiving end don't always throw that up in your parents or whoever's face but like accountability on both sides as long as that person owns up to it they apologize to it both y'all let it go my last story work, my last little tidbit healing. yeah um 
once again, that got dang Angela. That's mom's. But uh, once again, she growing up, she was headstrong, but mm-hmm. she came out of traumatic situations growing up in the ghetto and stuff like that. But she was she was headstrong, so of course she took that that tone of you don't know what you talking about. Shut mm-hmm. up when grown folks talking. Mm-hmm. Shut up, get out of my face. Blah blah blah. Understood. But over the years and as she's grown and stuff, I have to tell her like, thank you for becoming more understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now she's like, we had a falling out. What about three years ago? Mm-hmm. And I ain't talked to my mom in like. Three, four months, all because I didn't send a card. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she's not being understanding. Mm -hmm. So eventually, I just wrote a note and I apologized for my part in it. She hit me up, called me, and she apologized for her part in it. And it's like, man, to see the growth in somebody like that, Mm -hmm. that right there breaks. Beautiful. It's beautiful. We love to see it. It breaks like curses. It's break like, and like now she's like the most. And she'd be like, How would you? She, I'm sorry to interrupt. How would you describe your relationship after that happened? Was there any like? Do you bring that up? Do you? Is there any grudges or? I ain't no grudges. Like that's still your dog, right? I, I sent my mama that goddamn card too. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying. Like I said, it was my part. You know, you get this whole. Sometimes a parent don't understand, or they know you better than you. Like I'm busy. I'm busy. They know you probably could have made that. time. You could have made time. You know what I'm saying? It's it's what twenty four hours in a day. Like stop playing, stop playing. It so, take five minutes to write a card, yeah. get a card, write a card, send it off. Right. Understood. So you know what I'm saying? And that, like I said, I don't hold it over her head when she if she was wrong or none. I'm like, mama, you know, we just gotta work through it, and mm-hmm. we do. Like, mm-hmm. so to the parents, that's like I'm scared because they gonna hold it like, bro. No, after it's said and done, and to the person getting receiving that apology or that accountability for somebody. Hey man, hug them, kiss them, do whatever, you, and be like, "Look, I thank you," mm-hmm. and let it die, bro. The irony of wanting to have tough conversations like that is because we love y'all. You know, our generation. And I'm speaking not just for me or for Josh, for because I see it in a lot of my peers, like with their parents or whoever raised their guardians or whoever. It's always a grudge or something that happened that that we're holding on to because they don't want to address it and. It's like, we love y'all. That's why we want to have the conversations, but it's genuinely rooted in love. And if you're coming to your older whoever um, and is not in love, like evaluate that and how it's going to come off. But basically, long story short, to sum this up, everybody just just love each other and take accountability. That's it. This world will be so better. So better. If you just take accountability for self. All right? So... With that being said, y'all, let's go ahead and get us some fresh air. Let's step out to the park with poetry in the park. It looks like it's Husky Headface turn up. It's time for uh, it's time for Bucket Hat Blues okay. poetry in the park. It is your boy Husky Headface coming down on the ones and twos. So nevertheless, let's hit them with a clap and get there. One, two, three, yeah. What's up? Welcome to Portrait in the Park. It's none other than Joshua Gray, Husky Head Fader, Fat Fitness Model, Jose Cortez. And this is what, like, take where, take what, take four for me? So, uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> this poem is entitled, Forgive, Pride, and Love. Focus on yourself. Realize your role. Give into the help. 
Intention ain't always attended to. Very unforgiving is what the pain will do. Everyone has feeling. Just a simple reminder. Put your pride to the side. Recognize your role. Implement the art of apology. Determine whether life is love or love is life. End the trauma of hurt by acknowledging your side. Let the good times roll. Operate out of love and care. Vital to the uplift of the people. Evolution of self-accountability has to be there. That was forgive, pride, and love by me. Woo! <laughs> and we back. And we back. So how did y'all like it? Hey, Dora, the Explorer style. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> Insert yeah. Yeah. Applause. Woo. But nevertheless, man, we thank y'all for coming through on another episode. Look, make sure you stay active with us. <laughs> make sure you stay active with us follow us on instagram at i lost my podcast if you're listening to this which i've recently sad to say i just started listening to our podcast because i usually watch on youtube um but if you've never watched us on youtube for the visual we do have a visual it's on youtube on our channel i lost my podcast we're on Apple, Google, Spotify podcast under I Lost My Podcast. Share with your friends, y'all. We are genuinely trying to heal and have tough conversations and work through things together. This is a safe space. And let us know what y'all think. Message yeah, us. Make sure, yeah, make sure you donate, too. We got I Lost My Podcast mm -hmm. donations on Cash App, Pim PayPal. <laughs> pen pal, okay. I had a pen pal. PayPal and Venmo. <laughs> and Venmo. Uh, we also have a Discord that we're going to start back up. So mm -hmm. I lost my podcast at everything. We thank y'all for everything that y'all. And follow us. If you want to follow us individually, I'm on Instagram at It's Just Me, Uh I am SL Josh Mundo. I try to insert that because, yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> or don't forget Husky Cheesecakes. Oh, shout out. Before we go, hold on. Before we go, shout out to uh, Austin Peay State University. Uh, the homecoming was this past weekend. We went out there with uh, cheesecakes, with Husky Cheesecakes. Mm, and we got people some of those good cheesecakes. Cheesecakes ever. Um, but shout out to that. That banana pudding made me hurt myself. Let me tell yeah. you. So uh, shout out talk about to it. everybody who supported <laughs> Husky Cheesecakes. Um, if y'all need hosts next year, uh, man, call your boy Husky Hefe Anybody Hefe model Jose Cortez I am him Jutro mm -hmm. I'm telling you I'm gonna I'm a tear it down Y'all need me For you know sure It comes at a fee <laughs> But y'all need For me For sure <laughs> <laughs> I said Let me say it again It comes at a fee mm -hmm. But y'all need me Okay Alright Alright So with that and Now you said, know Yeah uh, I may have lost my podcast mm -hmm. But it seems as if I found you So with you Anything and everything Is possible Thanks for coming through Thank once you. again, my friend. We love y'all so much. Share us, tell a friend. See y'all next week. Yay. Bye.